0: Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. I'm going to be preaching from Acts chapter 10 verse, where I'm going to start from? I think I'm going to start from verse 23, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Let's read this. now. Well, actually, before we read this, sorry, I just made you nearly start reading it, and then I said, let's not. But the reason we're reading this is is there's this whole story going on here of when the Holy Spirit kind of came upon this group of believers, but they, they were kind of not there yet. They were kind of there, but they weren't quite there yet. They knew about Jesus, and they knew there was something happening, but they hadn't experienced the fullness of what... God can do especially in the in the context of his holy spirit and how the holy spirit can come and do some things so there's this guy called Cornelius the next day Peter started out with them and some of the believers from Joppa went along the following day he arrived in Caesarea, Caesarea excuse me Cornelius was exper- was expecting them and called them had called them together um, had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. Let's just stop there for a moment before we do anything here. This is a really important moment. Have you, be, have you known anyone to be the big man of God? Um, and I, it doesn't. I'm not just talking about within this context. With any context, right? Where it's kind of like you've got to, you've got to be like, sort of like, revering them, right? You know what I'm talking about? And and it's kind of like there's this there's. It might not be said, but there's this innuendo that that they are something worth more than 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 you. So you must sort of show them that in some sort of way i don't know what you have to do in order to 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 show them that respect but there is rituals and there is things that we have to do in order to to make them feel like they are more worthy and i guess i guess this this gentleman i mean that would that's what was going on back then cornelius thought that maybe that's what he has to do for peter because peter by this point well, he, he would have been pretty well known and pretty famous. I mean, he was walking around and it was said in other parts of the book of Acts that his shadow would fall on people and they would get healed. Anybody want that? I'm talking about your shadow being like really holy. I mean, that, that shadow is more holy than me. I mean, that's like a pretty holy shadow, right? I want that. And people knew this about this Peter, because God was using him incredibly. So they're like, Peter's coming. It's like, oh, we, we are not worthy, type of thing, right? And uh, Peter, what Peter does is interesting. And it's something that we need to remember in, in church and, and, and as a value in the kingdom. Because, see, this, this stage, this microphone are all props that mean nothing to God. But they just help me to communicate. But what, one of the implications with this stage and this microphone is it can come across like, you know, and especially as more people come to this kind of church, it can come across like, oh, that, that Ryan, you know, I mean, we better be careful. Or, or that pastor that's come in, we better, you know, we better show honor. It's, yes, okay, we need to respect. We need to have a culture of respect and honor. Yes, but not to the point where we need to be falling down at their feet. Because the truth is, the same Holy Spirit that's in them wants to get in you. If anyone gets honor, it's God right? Because we're all broken vessels that God has chosen to use. I am a broken vessel and it's my weakness that actually gives me strength. It's my weakness that actually gets God to come on in and lets me have this place in God where, where my weakness I can take to Him and He takes it upon Himself and I take upon His strength. Any strength you see in me, any strength you see in anyone that may be, may be stronger in their faith than you, is actually just Christ in them at work. And you can tell the difference when it's a person preaching at you about how good they are. You had those people? I just want to tell you all the good things they've done. I've done this, I give to this, I, I do this, I do that, I do do. All I do, I do, do, I do, 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 do. do. That's not, that's not the strength that Christ has for us. The, the strength is like, when, when someone is beginning to be able to say, you know what, I don't do enough, but there's one thing I know, that even though I do enough, I don't do enough, Jesus is with me because it's about what He has done for me, Right? And so Peter knew this, even though God was using him greatly, even though he did this altar call, like this time where he got everyone to, you know, stand up and say, who wants to follow Jesus? And 3,000 people, all in one hit, all came to know Jesus. Anybody want to to lead like that? Anybody want to ever do an altar call like that? I wouldn't mind, right? 3,000 people at once, like genuine people coming to the Lord. Wow, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? 3,000. This guy was somebody, but he did not let people lie down and sort of bow down in his presence. He was just a normal man. So while talking with him, this is not what, that's not what my sermon is about, and I took too long to do that, but anyway. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. Okay, so Cornelius, this gen, this, this guy, had, had organized all of this gathering of people, okay? And uh, he said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with, with or visit a Gentile, but God has shown me that I um, should not call anyone impure or unclean. In other words, what was going on here is, is, is Peter saying, I'm a Jew, I'm of a different religion to all of you guys. And it's actually against my religion's law to even spend time with you and talk about the things of God because you're ceremonially unclean. So there, in order to... to be a Jew you had to do all sorts of things to 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 be worthy before God there was these ceremonies that you would have to and and the Jews were kind of banned from speaking to Gentiles that were basically like Greeks and all of these different types of people out there that were around they weren't allowed to even speak to them here's the cool thing about God and the Holy Spirit and what 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 goes on and and then these these notes are all there on purpose because God brings peace in diversity you only see it where in it's only religion and jesus the holy spirit the father son holy spirit they weren't about religion it's only religion that brings division it's only religion oh you know that's my thing and and that's your thing and this is my thing and and we're all just gonna but just see the holy spirit brings it all together Paul, Peter's like, I know, it's it's actually against the laws of my culture to be here standing with you. But because of what God is doing in me, I'm here. Isn't that cool? Peace. Active. Imagine if everyone began to get the Holy Spirit in them. What could happen in a city like Mumbai? What could happen in a country like India? Wouldn't that be cool? Wow. Well, two people are excited about that. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, verse 29. When I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remember your gifts to the poor. Send to job for, for Simon, who is called Peter. I don't know why he's Simon, who is called Peter. I do know, but it's weird, isn't it? He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. I'd, I'd like to meet that guy, Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you, of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Isn't that cool? That's why he didn't let those guys bow down in his presence, because God doesn't have any favorites. If you, think, if you think like God has favoured someone else over you, think again. He, hasn't, he, he likes you just the same. Verse 35, and this is even better. But accepts from every nation the one who fears Him and does what is right. What is right? Oh, well, let's look into that. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Okay, there's some good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Everybody say, God was, with him. God was with him. I want you to remember that. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all of the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. So that is the right way. If we go back to verse 35 where it says, but it, but, or verse 34, where he says, I now realize that it is true that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. What is right is to know that all the prophets throughout Scripture testify about Jesus Christ and that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness for their sins through his name. Not forgiveness through sins, through their good works and through all the things that they can do for God, Right? How do you receive forgiveness? Is it through coming to church and doing all the right things? Garima did such a fantastic job of communion this morning. Don't you think? I think she did a brilliant job. And, uh, but, but taking communion doesn't make you a Christian. What? Nope, it does not. What makes you a follower of Christ is whether or not you're a follower of Christ. And you believe what he did is true. That's what makes you a Christian. We take, we take communion as a response to that, not as a, as a means to be, be a Christian. Now, that's important because there are some that teach this. Okay, there's a, a very big difference. You need to receive forgiveness for your sins. And in order to receive forgiveness for your sins, you've got to know something. You've got to know what? What do I got to know? You've got to know you're a sinner. You've got to know the fact that you have been separated from God because of your wrong works. Because you can never be right before the Lord, well, no matter how much you try. You can try all of the things you want. You can try all of the, the religions. You can try everything and, and, and try to. But in some area, in some way, there'll be a moment where it will be imperfect. you know why? Because you're not perfect. Is anyone in here perfect? You know, I had a preacher say this. He said, you know, don't, don't make sure you don't, if you ever find the perfect church, don't go to it. Because the moment you walk in, you'll mess it up. I didn't say that. It was another preacher. It was a bit mean of him to say that, wasn't it? I would never say that, but I just sort of, I'm just alluding to it. You know, we need forgiveness from our sins. I know a lot of people in the church, none of, none of you guys here, but a lot of people who would say, oh, you know, I, I'm, I've got it all together. No, well, actually, the more you get to know God, the more you realize how messed you actually are, how messed up you actually are, and how much you need Him, Right? The moment you've made it, just be careful. You know, just be, just be like, hold on a second. I'm thinking like I've made it. No, 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 no. No, 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 you haven't. We never have. The day we've made it is when we've made it to heaven. That's, that's, that's when this body has given up. That's when we've made it. We can rest then. But until then, it's a daily walk with God, right? And understanding that we are broken, that we need Him. And that we can receive Him. We can just receive forgiveness in His name. So while, and this is, this is where it gets funky, okay, this is where it gets really cool, in verse 44, where, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Wait, what does that mean? As, they, as they're beginning to get this, the Holy Spirit actually in that room that day began to move. He began to move. They didn't do anything to make it happen. They didn't, all, all Peter was doing was sharing the gospel. That's what I just shared with you was the gospel. And they began to believe in it. They began, they realized their sins. They realized what they, that they were in great need of God, that, that they needed Jesus to actually do what he did on the cross and actually rise again so that they could rise again in him. As they began to get this, the Holy Spirit began to work. And this wasn't the first time that this had happened with Peter. Peter seemed to do this. He just had this gift where he was preaching and the Holy Spirit would come and begin to minister to people and, and kind of his, his presence would begin to kind of be visible. You would know that the Holy Spirit was in the room. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? It's God, right? It's God. Is, is, is Jesus present and at work in earth today? Or is it the Holy Spirit that is present and at work in, the whole, in, in, in earth today? It's the Holy Spirit. So, if you haven't experienced the Holy Spirit yet, you haven't experienced the fullness of Christ. If you've, only, if you've only experienced the message of Jesus, you haven't yet experienced the fullness of what God wants to do. Because there's God, the Father, Jesus Christ, Lord of all, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Who's at work right now on planet Earth amongst these human, his, his church is the Holy Spirit. And that's why, that's why the Holy Spirit began to move in that moment. Because he's like, hey, I'm here. Would anybody like to experience the Holy Spirit? Anybody? So, while he was still speaking, these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers, or in other words, the Jews, who had come with them, with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. But they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely... No one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. So they baptized him. They had, Look, he's like, they have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. So the first thing you've got to know is what is the right way. If you want the Holy Spirit to begin to manifest himself in your life, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit... You've got to know the gospel, that you need God. You need Him. And you've got to know this, that the God, the Father, loved you so, 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 so much that He made a way for you to come in to a reunion with God and a relationship with Him. And that was through Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins and rose again in victory. That's the way. Verse 43, we've already gone over that, says that, that whoever receives forgiveness in his name will receive the mercy that God has for them. But I want to take a couple of steps back where Peter's kind of talking about some things See, when he talked about how Jesus was anointed by God, you know, in verse 38, it says it. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good healing and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. I want to show you some scriptures that if you haven't seen them, maybe you have. Some of you who have been around church for a little while, this kind of church for a while, may have seen these scriptures. But I want to go over to John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. when you you begin to talk about Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit and power, we'll, well, check this out. Check this out. He says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Okay, what was Jesus doing? Let's just go back here. He went around doing good, healing all who are under the power of the devil. You ever done that? You ever healed someone who's under the power of the devil? Would you like to? I don't know. know. Is it for me? Can I say yes? Yeah, you can. Well... I mean, this this is a very humble description of what Jesus did. You would have to read the entire Gospels to understand. But he was he was. I mean, he was like Jesus was healing everyone. Uh, he had a he had like miracle after miracle. He had dead people rising again. I mean, what Jesus was doing. I mean, he was God. Here's God saying this in, in, in another page saying, "See what see what I've been doing." As Jesus Christ. Well, you're going to do greater things. Could you imagine Jesus himself saying that to you? You know that scripture is for you today, this morning, right now? And here's why. He says, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. You ever prayed for someone for healing? Have you, ever, have you ever laid your hands on them and just began to pray for them? Let me tell you something. Something incredible can begin to happen and can happen in you as you believe. It won't be you. You won't have to like conjure up some sort of spirit or some sort of thing in order for it to happen. It's simply believing. You know, for me, once upon a time, I was preaching in my dad's church. And, uh, and, and, and I, I, I've always... Uh, I'm more of, you know, I do prophetic stuff, I kind of teach, and I, very rarely for me do people get healed, but my dad has this healing thing where people have had significant healings, but there was one time I'm preaching away, and my leg started to hurt, here, right here, and I'm preaching away, and my leg goes, ah, and I'm like, ow, like I literally, it hurt so much I went, ow, while I'm preaching, and uh, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting, and I, I kept on preaching because I, I said, ow, on the microphone, everyone's like, what's wrong with Ryan? Um, and uh, I just ignored it. And then I'm preaching away, and then, bang, this pain in my knee. Was like, and I was like, ow, like this. And my dad said, my dad seemed to kind of click on that maybe the Holy Spirit was doing something. And he said, ask if there's anyone here. He just called out from the front, like, Johnny just calling out to me, like, you know, ask if anyone needs healing. I'm like, pardon, what? <laughs> ask if anyone needs healing. Where? In their leg. Like, oh, in their leg. Oh. oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. All right, I get it. So I said, does anybody need healing in their leg? And uh, this lady comes up the front. She limps up the front. And she says, it's me. I was like, okay. 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 So I just said, well, in the name of Jesus... I pray your your leg gets healed. She fell over. She like fell over. Like there was someone behind her. She fell over, hits the floor, stands up and I'm like, hey, uh, how's your leg? You know, how is it? And she's like, it's fine. She walks, walks back, sits down just like that. And I kept on preaching. Afterwards, I was like, what the heck, man? What is going on there? And it's never really happened since. Like, I'm always like, God, I want, I want, I want more of that. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's in you guys. Um, ow! No, just kidding. <laughs> ow! <laughs> you never know. Maybe oh, it's you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Keith always wants prayer. He, he needs it. He always stands. He's that guy who always stands up. <laughs> Check out this other scripture, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. Sorry, I'm just getting my notes here. You know, I love this scripture. It says this about you guys. And, 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 you know, if you're not living this out, maybe, maybe today is a, a t- day where you begin to believe that you can. It says this, And these signs will accompany those who believe. Does anybody here believe in Jesus? Yes. In my name, in Jesus' name, they will drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. We're going to talk about speaking in tongues. And they will pick up snakes with their hands. And they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on people who are ill, and they will get well. And they will get well. Isn't that cool? They'll place their hands on people who are ill, and they will get well. Anybody want this? Yeah, come on. I don't want to pick up a snake. Okay, you don't have to go and after getting prayer today, go and start picking up snakes. You may get bitten. Okay, I don't. I, I think that was more like. Um, you know, accidental things will happen, and they will be uh, they will be looked after. Because actually, Paul, uh, uh, one of the guys later on in the Bible, actually accidentally picked up a snake. And it was, you know, was in a in a log in, in a log pile, and it thing reared up and bit him, and he still lived. And everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" Like they were shocked because God protected him. In other words, what it's saying is God is going to protect you through things that may happen. Right. And I know that there has been things, moments in, in our life, my, my family's life, where God has just protected us from things that could have been absolute disasters. Absolute disasters, okay, where God is looking after you and me. And, uh, but, but, but let me tell you something. If you're not living this out yet, uh, I, I, I would just encourage you to begin to realize that you can. And this is where things get changed up in our walk with the Lord. I mean, we, 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 also, we also have the internal work of the Holy Spirit in us, which is helping us to be the people that God has called us to be, right? I mean, who knows that it's a struggle to... to to be a human being, to do life, to live through bad circumstances, good circumstances, whatever circumstances, and to continuously like, be the people that God has called you to be. Who knows that's hard? Well, we have this gift of the Holy Spirit who helps us do that. And He has this. He has, there's this thing in, in other scriptures in, in Galatians where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which, uh, which you know, anyone know what the fruit of the Spirit is? Love, joy, peace, righteousness, you know, it goes on. Self-control, They're, I mean, you can look that up. I think it's Galatians 5, I think, but I could be wrong. Galatians 6, I always get mixed up with numbers because I'm not very good with numbers, but, but it's there in Galatians. Just read the whole book and you'll find it. <laughs> That is part of what the Holy Spirit does. And on a day-to-day basis, that's mostly what is happening. If you, if you, go, if you find a person who's like, Yay, I'm, I'm going to heal people and I'm going to cast out demons, and they're not operating in love, and they're not operating in the fruit of the Spirit, then we've got to help those people, right? we got to help them to understand, Hold on a second. You're a broken person. You, know, you need Jesus, and you need to have Him at work in your life. But, but, but if it's a person who's like constantly doing that and not realizing it, there's this whole other level of power. That is available. And all it takes is to believe. Wow. Come on now. Yeah, want Who wants it. that? I want that. Amen? So while Peter, in verse 44, while Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit. Came on all who heard the message. In other places in the Bible, in Acts chapter 19, verse 6, I forgot to give Rochelle this, uh, this, this slide, I think. Is it there? Acts chapter 9? I don't think I gave it to you. But uh, there's other parts where the Holy Spirit kind of showed up in different ways. In Acts chapter 19, you see Paul in verse 6. It says, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Okay? So that's another way the Holy Spirit sometimes manifests himself. Sometimes in preaching, you'll find people who will like, be like, oh my gosh, have you ever felt like it's like you've come to church and it's like the preacher knows everything about your life? Yeah. <laughs> have you? And it's like, hey, has he been like checking my emails? Is he like logged into my Facebook and just checking what I'm doing, because it's like he knows everything. That is not the preacher, okay? That is the Holy Spirit at work. And that's kind of what was going on with Peter. Peter would preach and these things would happen. But Paul, was, Paul, would, Paul would actually pray for people. He would lay hands on people and they would, the Holy Spirit would begin to manifest. So the Holy Spirit kind of comes in different ways according to different people and all of that sort of stuff, all right? But he wants to come... On us, right here, he's available for us here in this place. Let's go to Luke chapter eleven, verse three. Uh, verse thirteen. Actually, can you change it to verse? Go from verse nine. So I say to you, it'll come up in a moment, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, this is Jesus' words, this is Jesus speaking, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, though you are broken, though you are in need of God, if you know enough to know, to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven, your perfect Father who is righteous and just, give the to those who ask Him. Have you ever seen that Holy Spirit there? Have you ever seen this scripture ever been referenced to other things? All sorts of other things, this, this scripture is referenced to, this little passage. But Jesus says something incredible when He says, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So in other words, what Jesus is saying is like when you ask for the Holy Spirit, he ain't going to give you anything else but the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and, and that's so important because we come before God and we think, oh, you know, what do I need to do? I, I'm not worthy. You know, I can't, I can't have that kind of, I can't have that kind of stuff operating in my life. Yes, you can. It's simple. It's really simple. If you ask for it, he gives it. you ask for it he gives it Jesus why don't we just stand up let you come thank you lord Bless your name I, I, I feel like God is just about to do something really cool one of the one of the things that um, that happens when the Holy Spirit begins to pour himself out when he calms on a group of people is uh people start speaking in tongues um, I don't know if i I put this scripture today 1 corinthians 12 uh, 14 I did. You want to put that up? It says follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit. Is anybody like just you just want this? You just want it. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. You just want it. Well, that's good. It says follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Anybody want to prophesy? I mean, there are those who, who are gifted prophets who will have the gift of prophecy, who will come and, and speak. And we'll have people like this in our church from time to time. In November, there's a chap coming out from Australia, a guy called Fergus McIntyre. This guy is, is so accurate, it's incredible. He, he, I asked him to pray for my kids, and he has never met my kids. And uh, he, he, he prophesied and knew their exact personality traits. From not even knowing them, he was like, "This is this is what Elijah is, how he is, what he's like, what he's gonna, what, where you need to help him because he's he suffers in these areas." And this is Willow. He named Willow's personality. I could not believe. Him. I'm like, now he was a prophet, but you know, we can we can also, as we desire the gift of prophecy, we can. God will give you a sense from time to time. There will be a sense for a, someone in our church, or or a, or a person, a friend of mine uh who who comes to this church actually Uh, his his boss was his wife was um was 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 about to go in for cancer treatment and they had kept it a a, a secret because this gentleman that he was about to pray for was like a is like he's a very 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 wealthy man and he'd kept it all all down low and my friend was praying one morning he said just pick up the phone tell this guy that you're going to you come and pray for his wife because you felt the Lord tell you that she needs prayer right now and that's what he did he picks up the phone and he says hey listen uh I'm gonna come pray for your wife and he hasn't like he never calls this guy because it's like it's his boss you know he never prays it right? never and let alone says he's gonna come and pray for his wife and he's and his boss says okay okay come so he drives over to his house, and he, as he's walking, he says, H- how did you know what's going on with my wife? And he says, I just felt the Lord tell me to pray for your wife. So he prays for her, and they were so grateful. And this guy follows him down, to the, down the lift and goes out in the car. And he says, you know what, tomorrow my wife is going in for cancer treatment. We haven't told a soul. I don't know how you knew, but thank you for coming and praying for my wife. Isn't that cool? She went through cancer treatment. She's fine. Isn't that cool? See, he, he, yeah, you can give God a clap. <laughs> see, see you, you, you can argue with about this and that with people about whether or not God's real. But when things like that happen, I'm telling you something. They're like, God's real, man. Like, what the heck? You can't, you can't fake that kind of thing. See, God wants to be at work for you in that kind of way on a day-to-day basis. And can be. You don't have to become weird. Like some sort of like, ooh, like sometimes with Holy Spirit stuff, people become really strange. It's like it's a license to be weird. It's not a license to be weird. If you want to be weird, go somewhere else. I like, uh, please, uh, no, you can be weird here. That's all right. I'm I'm pretty weird, so it's all right. But you know, I'm, what I'm saying for those of you who know that sometimes in Holy Spirit kind of meetings it can get a little bit woo-woo. It's like eating a fruitcake. You know, there's lots of different elements there you weren't expecting. You know what I mean? It's like what the heck is going on in this room? but sometimes when the holy spirit comes he you know we kind of might fall over you might kind of start crying or you might you might like laugh I, I i i i had this experience once where the holy spirit was there in this room i couldn't stop laughing i like could not stop like i was trying to stop laughing and i was laughing more and then everybody around me was laughing too like ha, ha, ha. like why are we laughing i don't know why we're laughing but it's funny it's just the Holy Spirit was just doing something. He was bringing joy. You know, He wants to do these things. He wants to do these things, but we've got to desire it. He wants to do them through you. So if anyone desires the gift of the Spirit, especially prophecy, for anyone who speaks in a tongue... Okay, Now, this is tongues. You always wondered about what talking in tongues are, and, you know, it's like that weird thing that the born-agains have the born-agains, the born-agains, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Born again. <laughs> okay. I, I've been speaking in tongues since I was about seven years old. I was in a prayer meeting. My dad, once again, came, laid hands on me, and said, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I just was like, I started speaking in tongues. What is speaking in tongues? Well, it says here anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people. I want you to hear this. It does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They are to mysteries of the spirit. They are to mysteries of the spirit. What is a mystery of the spirit? Well, because we speak language to one another, it has to be legible, because the, the means of communication to one another is, is so that person can know what you're saying. I mean, it's no use just going up to a person and saying, la, 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 la. Like, well, you know, when I, when I first moved here, right, <laughs> and I tried to catch a taxi, I didn't know the language that those guys spoke, right? And they don't really even speak Hindi. I mean, they do, but they also have ta- taxi language. Like, like, I've told this joke before. I'm going on and I'm over time, but anyway. But, like, this taxi, I didn't realize that that means hop in the car, I wasn't sure what that meant. Be like, can you take me to Calaba? I didn't know what that meant, right? Because cause I didn't know. I just, just didn't compute. I'm like, is that a no? Is it yes? You? I'm not sure what's going on here. But I mean, get in the car. like, And they'd get more frustrated. They'd do it faster. Like, get in the car. Like, you know? So communicate. <laughs> now, when we talk about talking in tongues, we're like, oh, I don't understand that, because we're like, don't you have to understand it? No, what, the thing is, you're not communicating to, to one another. You're talking to God, and he it's the language of your heart that comes out. It's an expression of your spirit that comes out to Him. Yeah, you can clap. <laughs> I pray in tongues when I don't know what to pray. Oh, man, I love it. It's like such a strength and such a, just a strength in my life. And I want every one of you to have it. because Not because I just want everyone to talk into weirdos talking in tongues and like turn you into some sort of freak that none of your friends talk to anymore. You don't have to tell them, okay? I talk in tongues now. Oh, do you? (laughs) See ya. (laughs) I I don't tell people I talk in tongues. Hey, I'm right, I talk in tongues, you know. I feel funny even telling you guys because I know it's like, but I know in my own heart what it means. And it is something that happened in the, old, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. And when the Holy Spirit would come, people would start to speak in tongues. Their heart would express itself in words that were not known to man, but known to God. There's a language that God has put in you that He wants to release. And it comes with the gift of the Holy Spirit. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along, 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.